Hey guys, in this episode, we're gonna talk about going solar in California and net metering 3.0. Let's get into it. Okay guys, so on, on my channel, we talk about sa uh, sales, we talk about entrepreneurship, we talk about business, we talk about a lot of things when it comes to business. This here is about business as well, especially being that I'm in the solar industry, I have a lot of solar reps that watch my channel. I have a lot of homeowners that also watch the channel. And a lot of there's a lot of confusion right now when it comes to net metering 3.0. Does that mean that solar's not gonna be worth it? Does that mean it's the end of solar in California? What does it mean exactly? Well, I will tell you this. It doesn't mean it's the end of solar in California, but it does mean some big changes. And as of the recording of this video today, it is February 1st, 2023. So you've got about a solid month if you are a homeowner to really go out there, make a decision and go solar. That way you could be grandfathered into net metering 2.0. So let's get into it. So here's the deal. The CPUC passed a uh, this bill in California that we're gonna go from net metering 2.0 to net metering 3.0. Now I'm gonna get into a little bit what this means. So first and foremost, this happens as of April 13th by 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's when net metering 3.0 kicks in and you need to understand that there's going to be a surplus. There's going to be a surge of applications of people that are going to want to go solar by then. Now, does that mean that you have to be installed by April 13th? No, it doesn't. But it does mean that your application has to, your connection application has to be submitted before that, right? And I believe it has to be approved as well. So even if you haven't been installed by then, doesn't mean that you won't be grandfathered into net metering 2.0 prices. So we're going to get into what some of these things mean. So first and foremost, the minimum connection fee to the grid is going to increase. Currently right now, it's somewhere between $10 and $14 per month. That minimum fee is going to be increased. Now, here's what's going to happen as well. Right now, the length of payback for solar is anywhere from six to eight years. So somebody goes solar, when you consider the federal tax credit, the average payback is six to eight years. It's no longer going to be six to eight years with net metering 3.0. It's now going to be more from about 10 till about 12 years. Maybe in some cases, 13 years would be the payback, which is still great. I mean, you know, what is your, your payback when, you know, when you buy a house versus renting a house, right? It's, uh, it's a lot more than that. So what, what I mean by the payback is in that amount of time, you would have paid to your utility company what the solar system costs you once you take into account the 30% tax credit. So it's gonna go from six to eight years to about 10 to 12, possibly 10 to 13 years. Obviously it's gonna be more expensive. You're gonna save less money. That's why you want to go solar now. And listen, a year from now, this is just gonna be the norm. People are gonna be going solar just as much as they are right now, in my opinion, because it's just gonna be the new normal. They're still gonna save money. They're gonna add value to their house. They're gonna have more energy independence, which we're gonna get into here shortly as well. The next bullet point that I want to bring up that that is the most important one in my opinion is that you absolutely will need a backup battery when going solar with NetMeeting 3.0. The truth is that most people right now that are going solar are not getting a backup battery. The reason why is because they're pricey. It's adding an extra 50, 60, maybe $70 per month to their monthly payment. So what happened is with NetMeeting 3.0, it's not going to make sense not to have a backup battery. So what this means is that people that are currently paying $80 per month that are going solar, $100 per month that are going solar, 
those people can still go solar, but they're, they're going to pay more for their solar system than they are currently paying their utility company. So in the first couple of years, those people are not going to save money, but they will definitely save money, you know, over the course of 10, 15, 20, 25 years. So we always show people their savings after 25 years. If you're currently paying $100 per month over 25 years, you're still going to save fifteen dollars to $25,000. It's still going to make sense. But here's a deal that you have to understand. What happens is people should have always got a backup battery, in my opinion. You go solar, you get a backup battery. That makes it a complete solar system. In case of an emergency, let's say there's a power outage. If you have solar panels and you do not have a backup battery, your power goes out as well. A lot of people think, oh, because I got solar panels, now I'm protected in case of an outage, right? My, my family and I are protected. No, you're not. Solar panels simply mean that you are basically like your own utility company. You produce your own electricity at a cheaper price, but, in case, but you're still connected to the grid. So what happens is if the electricity goes out, guess what? Your electricity goes out as well. Now, if you have a backup battery, any excess electricity, instead of going to the grid, gets stored on your backup battery. So once, once that's filled, then any extra electricity goes back to the grid. So what happens is in case of an outage, you're not dependent on the grid to get your electricity from the grid. You are getting it from your home, from your backup battery. That's where you're getting that extra electricity from. So as far as I'm concerned, everybody that went solar should have got a backup battery, right? But the reason why most people don't is because it's not as cost effective, but even though it's not as cost effective, it is a safer move to do. And let's face it, there's a lot of talk. There's even a documentary that I'm going to link it in this channel that the American energy grid is very vulnerable. It has been attacked. It has been compromised many times. There's people that have gone without electricity for weeks, for weeks. Okay. Most of the time it happens for a few hours, maybe a day or two, but I don't know, man. Listen, before before the pandemic started, they were saying, we're expecting a pandemic. Something's going to happen, and it happened. Right now, over the last couple of years, they, they've been saying there's going to be a, attack, a cyber attack. There's also going to, and they could attack the financial system, and they could also attack the energy grid system. They've been saying this over and over and over, but it's not shown on mainstream media. Anyways, with that being said, I believe that you should have a backup battery anyways, right? So when you go on net metering 3.0, you're going to need a backup battery, and I'm going to tell you why. Right now, let's say you go solar on net metering 2.0, and you have no backup battery. Let's say you produce 40 kilowatt hours today, but you only use 30. The other 10 go into the grid. Think of the grid like your electricity bank account, okay? Like your electricity savings account, rather, right? Let's say tomorrow the opposite happens. You produce 30, but you use 40. That extra 10 that you had on the grid, you get all 10 back under net metering 2.0. What will happen is that on net metering 3.0, whatever you put in the grid, you lose 75% of it. So throughout the day that you're producing electricity and you're using electricity throughout the day when the sun is out, you're good to go. What happens when the sun is not out? You're now dependent on the electricity that you have in your energy savings account, which is the grid, whether that's Edison, PG&E, SDG&E. It is a grid. And I mentioned those three because those are the only ones that are affected, but I'm going to address that a little bit later in the video. So any excess electricity, right? Let's say you need 10 kilowatt hours and you put 10 kilowatt hours in the grid. You're not going to get 10. You've got two and a half kilowatt hours in the grid. So you're only eligible for that. So you're losing 
Currently, under net metering 2.0, you don't lose anything. You put one in, you get one back. You put 10 in, you get 10 back. So would you rather get back whatever you put in? Of course you would. Nobody wants to lose 75% of anything, unless it's weight, right? X is weight, right? But outside of that, nobody wants to lose that extra. So under net metering 3.0, you're going to lose 75% of the electricity in California in these three utility companies, right? You don't want to do that. So when you have a backup battery, you eliminate that problem. Oh, I produce 40 kilowatt hours today. I only use 30. Those extra 10, where do they go? If you have a backup battery, they go in your backup battery. But if you don't have a backup battery, they go in the grid. You could kiss 75% of it goodbye. So when you need that tomorrow or tonight, you lost 75% of it. But if it's on your, on your own electric, on your own backup battery, then that solves the problem. You guys get what I'm saying? I was a little bit long winded there, but there you go. So here's the deal. Uh, sticking to the backup battery, what I just mentioned. Here's another example. Look at what happened two, three years ago to those poor people in Texas when there was a freeze out. The utility grid was out, if I'm not mistaken, for a couple of weeks. And, and it gets cold in Texas, right? Guess who the only people that were safe were? Not the people that had solar panels alone. The people that had solar panels with a backup battery. So my question to you is, is a backup battery worth protecting your, your, your kids? So the best case scenario is somebody watching this and says, I'm going solar right now so I can be on net meter 2.0 but I'm also gonna get a backup battery because you never know, it's peace of mind. It's a better investment. It's a complete solar system for my home. The next bullet point is, I, I kind of touched on this earlier. People that are currently paying 80 to 100 bucks a month, maybe even 120, they're not gonna see savings right away. It's gonna be an investment. It's gonna be kind of like, remember when you bought your house? You were probably paying whatever you're paying for rent and you bought a house and you were paying more for your mortgage. But over time, the, the rent payments go up, right? Then eventually, a couple of years into it, you realize, oh my God, look at where rent is at. Let's say you were paying $2,000 per month and you got a, a mortgage and you're at $2,700 per month. Yes, it's a sacrifice because you made an investment in an asset. Your solar system is an asset. So you went from a $2,000 rent to $2,700, but five, 10 years from now, that same house I was renting for $2,000, guess what? It's now $2,800. Now you're saving $100 a month. Eventually, it's $3,000. Now you're saving... 300 bucks a month. So for people that are currently paying 80 to $120 per month, it's going to be that same scenario as if like when you bought your house for the first time. It's still a good investment. You're still going to see a good return on investment. It's still smart. It's still safer. It's still energy independence. You still add four to 6% value to your home, but you're not going to save money off the back. Now, the people that are paying 200, 250, 300 and up, the higher up, the more financial sense it makes. The more money you save and the faster you save that money. Let's say you're somebody's paying $300 per month on average. Let's say you paid your utility company $3,600 over the last 12 months. That means that you're paying an average of $300 per month. Guess what? You're still going to save money. Now, you're not going to save the same amount of money under net metering 3.0 than you would under 2.0 because you're going to need a backup battery. But guess what? You should have got a backup battery anyways. And here's, uh, uh, you know, some more good news, right? I have, I've given you a lot of stuff on this video that are not the best news, but it's not as bad as people think. I've never been worried about it from the beginning because I said, hey, it's going to happen whether I worry about it or not. But here's some other bit of good news. This is not going to affect every utility company in California as of now, as of the recording of this video is February 1st, 2023. It's not going to affect everybody. Here are the three major utility companies it's going to affect. It's going to affect Southern California Edison. 
PG&E, which is mainly Northern California, and SDG&E, San Diego, right? Those are the three major utilities. Let me give you a couple utilities that you guys may be in or may be aware of that is not going to affect at all. So anything outside of those three is not going to affect, but let me give you a list anyways, right? So LADWP, that's a big territory, is not being affected by NetRain 3.0 as of right now. Anaheim Public Utilities, Riverside, City of Burbank Water and Power, Pasadena Water and Power, Azusa Light and Water, IDD, and other small utility companies like that are not going to be affected under net metering 3.0 as of right now. Can that change? Sure it can. Can they follow suit? Sure they can, right? But as of the recording of this video right now, it's just the big three that are going to be affected. So here are my closing thoughts. This is to the utility company's demise because homeowners are going to, they have no choice. Okay, great. Comp plan drives behavior, right? The way that you are compensating me by taking 75% doesn't make sense. So I'm going to get a backup battery, even if it costs me a little bit more initially. But not only that, look at all the benefits. Again, I'm backed up. My neighbors, even with solar, lose electricity, not me because I'm smart because I paid a couple extra bucks into my investment, which is my home, my asset. I put another asset on my asset, right? So anyways, uh, it's to their demise because they're going to depend less on the utility companies. They're going to depend less on the utility companies. Matter of fact, something like this already happened in Hawaii. In Hawaii, there's no net metering at all. In Hawaii, every house has a backup battery. In other words, every house has a complete solar, well, every house that goes solar, right? Every house that's going solar in Hawaii right now goes solar with a backup battery. In other words, they have a complete system. So it's to their demise because they're going to, the, the, the customer is going to depend less and less on the grid, right? And it's going to be more energy independent. So it's better for the customer, especially in the long run. And lastly, listen, if you're thinking of going solar right now and you're going to get a backup battery, right? And that's what you want, which you should want that. Net metering 3.0 is not going to affect you nearly as much as people that just wanted to go solar without a battery. But going solar without a battery is like having peanut butter and no jelly. It just doesn't go. If you're going to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, it tastes much better with peanut butter and jelly than just with peanut butter, man. So get your peanut butter and jelly sandwich in the solar side with my team and I. Go ahead and reach out to somebody in our company. We'll be happy to get you a free solar savings report. And you know what we're going to do as well? We're going to throw in a free Vegas trip, three nights and four days in Vegas, just for getting a solar savings report. That's me showing love. So with that being said, my name is JC Rangel, and I'll see you guys at the top or from the top. Take care.